This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. All right, you know what? Jack is fired from this podcast. That's our introduction. Fired. 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 What podcast is this? It's the Aftershock Central Podcast. I don't know what episode it is because I'm just angry right now. Uh Uh-oh. Angry Martin. Angry Martin. Can't have that. Oh, it's episode 30. Welcome to episode 30 of the angriest Aftershock podcast ever. Whoa. Ever. Ever. Listen, we, we, we said we were going to record this how many days now, Ronnie? Uh, what's today? Thursday? Yes. Since Sunday? 67 days, that is. Okay, we've known that we're going to do this. And 69-ish. 69-ish. Okay, don't chuckle. It's not a joke. This is real. This is real life. Where is Jack? Uh, that's a good question. I'm pretty sure Jack said 11 a.m. It is now 11.09 a.m. And I don't see Jack. Your time. My time. You live in the past. You forget. Yep. I'm from the future. Yep. So, so what's up? What's up? Somebody message Jack and tell him to get on the ball. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. At where's Jack? <laughs> uh, I'm not really mad at Jack. I'm just good Me at neither. faking it. Just good at faking it. Anyways, welcome back. Hey, Ronnie, good to see you. Good to see you too. Well, like hear you because we're not doing video, but you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So uh, we we didn't release last week. Uh, I think that was on purpose. I, I don't think Ronnie wants to talk about insects. So you know what? You're excused, Ronnie. <laughs> You're excused. I'll just talk that's, about insects by myself. That's not true. Listen, that's just what I heard. That's the rumor yeah. on the street. Yeah. Okay. Did you re- read that on the interwebs? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Trump was tweeting about it. Yep. Yep. He sure was. He said you're fake news, Ronnie. Yep. Anyways, we didn't we didn't record last week, so this week we're gonna be talking about last week's books, and there were some really good books. So I think we should get on with it, Ronnie. Do you want to talk about the big announcement, though, oh, first? Let's do that. Let's do that. Yes. Tell me about the big announcement. There's a new book coming out. Yes. What's With, it called? Uh, Brilliant Trash. Brilliant Trash. All right. We're going to talk about this title in a second. Okay. The Creative Team. Is Tim Seeley. Correct. Whom I love. And Priscilla Petretrates. Petratus, I think it is. I'm not sure how to yeah. pronounce her last name. She's uh she's Brazilian. This is her first uh, her debut uh US title. Never done a US book before. And I was looking at some of her art. It's actually really good looking. It is. She uh she posted a sketch of Batman yesterday and I was like, "Oh, I need that." Yes. So yeah, that's cool. Uh you have a synopsis for us? Yep. Uh a clickbait headline writer, journalist holds a key to a med tech conspiracy that could turn people into gods for the price of days off off of their lives. Mm-hmm. But in a world where the news is tailored to from every viewpoint, will anyone actually believe this person? And I read the description, and I was like, "What?" But then I. After talking about it with some people, I was like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. I, I get yeah. it. I get it now. Uh-huh. I get it now. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. The uh, The cover looks cool. 
like I said, I like uh, I haven't seen interior pages of it, but I like what uh, Patricia does. So we'll see. And then Tim Seeley's awesome. So looking forward yep. to that. However, let me say this. Whoever came up with the title for this book, I disapprove very strongly. We're going to blame that on Joe and Jack. Okay. You know what? Let's just blame it on Jack because he's not here. Okay. And he's got nothing to do with naming the book. But we're going to blame he... it on him anyway. Okay? That's real news, folks. <laughs> okay? That's real news. What don't you like about the title? Um, I don't see what it has to do with the, uh, with the plot of the book. Well, it's brilliant because you could become a god by taking... Like, it's a brilliant plan, I guess. And clickbait's trash. So, and she's a clickbait journalist. Mm, okay, if you say so. I, I'm, I'm not buying it. I don't like the title. I mean, it's not like the catchiest title ever. Yeah. I'm not saying I, that. I, th- I think there could have been a better title chosen. But that's fine. I think the book's going to be awesome anyway, so it doesn't matter. So be excited for that. Brilliant Trash. And it's coming out November, uh, right? November, yep. Yep, cool. Around Thanksgiving. Oh, Got to be thankful for all that trash. That's Episode right. title. <laughs> all right, let's get on with the books then. We've got uh, Unholy Grail number two and Baby Teeth number three. Uh, let's, do, let's do Unholy Grail first. Okay. This is uh, Cullen Bunn, writer, Mirko Kolak on art, Maria Santaolala on colors, and Simon Bolin on letters. And this is the, the story of... Uh, evil Merlin trying to take over the world with uh, with Baby King Arthur. Yes. How's that? That's that's my that's my nutshell recap. Okay. And I think I think this issue actually answered the question I had from issue one, where uh, this is not the real Merlin. The real Merlin was killed by that demon right. in the first issue, which I called. By which the way, which you called. I didn't think it was that clear, but this this clarified it. So uh, thank you, Cullen Bunn, for uh, listening to the podcast and uh, answering my question. (laughs) Did you see the little asterisk in that panel that said for Martin? Yes, I did, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it it was very small letters in invisible ink. That's right. So so Merlin Merlin has uh, everybody building Camelot for Arthur. And my assumption is that the the important piece of all this is Camelot. And Arthur is kind of a means to get that done. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. He's the tool. Yeah, he's the tool. Because he's got, like, everybody working on building this castle. Merlin has everybody. Well, Mer- Merlin has. Well, yes. Not directly, though, because he's got Arthur telling people to do things because he's yes. kind of in Arthur's ear. That's Yeah, because he's the puppet master. Correct. It's like our government. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Merlin has normal-sized hands, I'm sure. This is true. And, and Arthur does not have uh, giant, poofy orange hair. Correct. All right. So, I mean, I don't. I don't this, here's here's the thing about this book, Ronnie. So, I really like this book, but okay. w- but when I start thinking about what happens in the issue, it's almost like I don't. I'm not quite sure like what to say. 
And I don't know if it's because I'm familiar with the King Arthur story. Uh-huh. And so a lot of this is just kind of like, yeah, okay, this. Yeah, like that's, that's what happened. Right. Like, okay, yeah, I can see like why this was changed to this in this particular story. But it, overall, it, it still makes sense to me in, in the mythology of, of, uh, of King Arthur. Um, I don't know. It's just like... It's almost like the, the whole issue is just like one narrative... Um, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I, I really don't. I just don't. It doesn't feel like there's there's a lot of depth. I guess maybe. Yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of the wrong word because actually I, I like the book and I, I think there's there's some interesting things being done. So maybe lack of depth is not the right way to say it. I just can't put my my finger on it. I can see that. Like where. Um... It's a great book, but you don't really feel anything besides that, right? There's yeah. no, like, wow moments that really come out and shake you to your core, I guess, rather. You Correct. know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, there there are some, like, cool moments in the book, don't get me wrong, right? So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, the whole scene where, uh, where all those royals are trying to uh, find Merlin... Because um, they're not going to put up with Arthur being named king by Uther before he died, right? Um, and they go after him, and you know Merlin works some mumbo jumbo. Um, I think he hypnotizes a couple of them, and then he just like destroys the rest of them. Yeah, um, that would have been cool. Yeah, he's pretty badass. You know what would also have been cool? Well, if Royals, the Lord song, would have been playing in the background. <laughs> That would have been cool, too. Uh, uh, yes. Yes, Ronnie. <laughs> you are correct. Um, but but ultimately, we still don't know like what the master plan is. Or am I, yeah, or am I right. missing that? Right? We don't know. Well, we don't know the big picture of it, really. Yep. We, we just know the little immediate plans here and there. Yep. Um, I, did, is- I did like the little twist with the sword, by the way. Yes. So in the mythology, it's a sword in the stone. Uh-huh. In this book, Merlin turns one of these royals into kind of a stone. Yeah. And the sword is embedded in it because he Merlin used it to kill the guy. Yeah. Uh, and so that comes back later on in the issue when Merlin tells Arthur to pull the to pull the sword out of the stone, and that's how he's going to become king. And there's blood coming out of it. Yeah. Which is kind of creepy. Makes me wonder, like, is this guy actually dead? Or was he just holding on to the sword? Or was he just holding on to the sword? Yeah. Which, I I, I like that second part, because it it almost makes it even creepier. Yep. Right. Um, And this Merlin man, he's freaking vicious. Yeah. Vicious. Um, What 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 other things we got on here? (sighs) Guinevere makes her introduction at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, and I like uh, I like that that phrasing that Cullen Bunn puts on here in the panel. Something about um, like the downfall of Camelot before it's even built. Uh huh. Um. I I wonder what the take's going to be on that. It's almost like <laughs> Merlin's the dark magician, and Guinevere's going to be like the the light magician. Right. You know, like maybe like everything we know about the story isn't that Guinevere could technically be like the bad person of the story right, right. 
because uh, right. she cheats on Arthur and whatever. Um, but maybe like that's part of the thing, right? Like she uses whatever, like hypnotizes him to break him from the spell of Merlin. Right. Um, and ultimately the destruction of Camelot is a good thing. Uh, and not necessarily uh, a bad thing caused by Guinevere's betrayal. Or Morgana could be the good the good Merlin to Guinevere. We haven't seen Morgana yet, have we? Nope. Yeah, I don't think so. That's I, I was I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah, that's know, interesting. Because in a lot of Arthur mythology or whatever, she's also evil, so... Yep, yep, sure, sure. So if things are turned around and twisted, then that would make her good here. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's, uh... Ooh, the cover for the next issue looks awesome. Yes, it does. Uh, I gotta say, this, uh, Mirko guy, I uh-huh. love his art, man. Yep. I know, uh, I know you're not a Reap fan, but... Not as much, no. Not as much, but it, it gives me that Juan Jose Rip feel. Um, but I think he's a little more realistic in the way he draws, especially faces, because Reap is uh, very stylized in the faces, huh. um, whereas Mirko is, uh, I don't know, I love the art in this book. It's really, really fun. Yep. Let's rate this one up. I'm going to give it a solid four. Because mm. I think it's better than the first two. Plus, it did, like you mentioned, it answered some questions that you guys had, or we all had, basically yep. in the first two issues. Yep. So, plus, it set it leaves it and sets it up for things to come. Yep, I dug this one as well. I'm gonna go a little bit lower though. I'm gonna go three and a half because um, I did I did enjoy this a lot more than the first issue, and uh, I like how how things are shaping up. Although I will say, out of all the Aftershock books that we read, this uh-huh. one seems the most perfect for a trade. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So I will definitely be buying this in trade. And when, it's, when the book is over, I'll reread the whole thing uh, from issue one through... What is it? Six issues, right? Yep. I'll, I'll do the six back to back. I think that's going to end up being uh, a lot more enjoyable. A lot more enjoyable. Let's go on to a book that is always enjoyable. And yes. as a matter of fact, rumor on the street has it that this might be Jack's favorite book. Now, if Who? Jack were on this podcast, we could ask him. Oh, that Jack. Okay. Yeah. You know, if, if he were on the podcast, we could ask him. But alas, uh, he's a quitter. Yep. Or at least he's just super late. <laughs> or just fired. Or, yeah, or fired. I like that, too. That's great. That's great. Good job. Good job, Jack. Let's talk about uh, Baby Teeth number three. This is Donny Cates, who is... uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. He's my favorite writer in comics right now. Yep. And Gary Brown on art, Mark Englert on colors, and Taylor Esposito. Not to be confused with the song Despacito (laughs) on letters. (laughs) So uh, you want to recap this one? Um, go for it because I'm at work, so I don't have it right in front of me. Ah, uh, you're such a slacker. Hey, I showed up. <laughs> oh, good point. Points to you. So, in this issue, we find out who the father of the demon baby oh, okay. is. Yes. 
we uh, find out that, uh, oh God, what's her name? Uh, Heather. We find out that Heather, who's the sister of uh, Baby T's mom, uh, is a total badass. Yes. And we learn some interesting things about demon feeding. Yeah. Now the, uh, did you find it ironic that that's who the dad was? Um, I don't know. I, I almost expected it. Okay. But I was hoping that wasn't the case. Okay. But then when I saw it, I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. Okay. You know, so I wasn't like surprised. Now I was surprised by the end of it. Right. But I wasn't surprised by the revelation, um, that, her bully is the baby's dad. Okay. Uh, which, uh, that could be interesting if they explore that. Um, I guess we what can, do you, the relationship wise? Yeah. Like, or how it happened, I guess. How rather. it happened. Cause uh, it, do, it's not rape, right? Like she seemed like she was willing based on the way things are. Right. Um, maybe like he, he just bullies her. In front because, of people? Yeah, in front of people, because he's, like, the popular kid. Yeah. And she's kind of an outcast. Yeah. Um, but, like, secretly, there's something there. I can see that. That makes sense. Uh, what, what's that movie? Um, I don't know. There's a movie with, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Freddie Prince Jr. You know what I'm talking about? Where he, like, uh, dates that girl. She's all that. That's the one. She's all that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. Except this girl never gets to uh, be prom queen. Yeah, right. Although she is, I guess, queen of the world because her son is a demon baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is that little thing. There is that. (laughs) There is that. Um, We do learn a little bit more about the family. Uh, I guess Heather is uh, quite a bit like her mom. Which would be like Jenny from Forrest Gump. Jenny? Yes. Like a gypsy type, you know, like... Yeah, like a hippie, gypsy type, always getting into trouble, a drug addict. Yeah. 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 Yep. A free spirit, if you will. Well, you know, you can be a free spirit and take care of your family. (laughs) Yeah, true. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So their mom pretty much abandoned them, and uh, they were raised by their dad, who we didn't see in this issue, but from what we've seen, he's a totally awesome dude. Yep. Very stand-up-ish. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, very stand-up. So, um, Heather and... Um, God, what is the girl's name? In Baby Teeth? Yes. The mom? The mom. Sadie. Sadie, yeah. So, Sadie and, and Heather talk a little bit about uh, about who the baby daddy is. Well, no, this, uh-huh. this comes a little bit later. Yeah. They're, they're talking about the feeding. And yes. Sadie is going to kind of tell her sister, hey, my son is a demon baby. And Heather's like, yeah, I don't think you're crazy. Like, uh, makes sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. the uh, yeah. the exploding stuff, the earthquakes, the, the light from the eyes. Like, you're not crazy. If you're crazy, I'm crazy, too. Your baby is a demon. Anyway, so they, you know, Sadie's glad that, hey, like, I have somebody to talk to about this. Uh, but we need to figure something out because the baby's always hungry and I can't just give him my blood. Like, I'll die. Yeah. And Well, that's like that's like the two whammies back-to-back, right? Like yes. Like, first, 
first it, my baby's a demon or you know whatever and then the second one is uh he drinks human blood well it's almost like if you realize the baby's a demon like the fact that he drinks blood is probably not that surprising right right yeah. right yeah so anyway they start going through the math and i like this like it's a it's a touching set of pages because they're they're bonding over this baby uh-huh. but they're bonding over the fact that he needs a certain amount of blood Right. And Sadie goes through the math, two and a half ounces of milk for every pound. So the baby needs 17 and a half ounces of milk, but he doesn't drink milk. So he needs 17 and a half ounces of blood. Right. And Heather's like, that's fine. Like, you know, that's more than you could give. But between the two of us, like, that's not that bad. Right. Right. So we can just do that every day. Right. And of course, they try to do this. And the baby gets super pissed off when he drinks Heather's blood. Because as it turns out, demon babies can only drink their parents' blood. Apparently. Apparently. So that's when that's when Sadie tells Heather about who the baby daddy is. Yep. And who's Clark's dad. Who's Clark's dad. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't Heather date him? Uh I thought that popped up in the first issue. But yeah, I, I, I could be so. wrong. Like, dated and was a dealer, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was looking, like, the first issue, he, the baby daddy, was looking for Heather because she had stuff. Correct. Correct. So, as uh, as Heather gets super pissed and storms off to try to go find him to take his blood... Which is Kevin. Which is Kevin. We see a demon portal open up on top of the house. Yeah. And it looks like this giant monster is about to emerge. And what actually emerges is a demon raccoon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Which I've been looking forward to this because uh, at the C2E2 panel, uh, Donnie was talking about the demon raccoon. Yeah. And so I was looking forward to to seeing what the hell this demon raccoon is. And uh, the, the raccoon doesn't interact with them so much in this issue, uh, but we do get to see the raccoon a few times. Uh-huh. And um, the raccoon also has to drink blood, except, I guess, just like little animals up the street for now. Yep. Uh, although Correct. I'm assuming like this, this demon raccoon is going to be a pet to uh, the baby at some point, and they're going to be uh, going on a giant blood-drinking spridge, and that'd be awesome. Right. Um, we also get to see uh, the the assassin girl, the little punk girl from the previous issue. Yes, uh, she hasn't quite met Sadie and the baby yet, right? But she is on the way. Yep. Uh, then we get a whole adventure of uh, Heather looking for Kevin. Uh, she beats up all his friends at the laser tag place and mm-hmm. finds out that he's at the marina. So she goes to the marina. Finds his boat, and of course, it's called the Salty Swallow because you know he's twelve. <laughs> and uh, as she goes in, there's Kevin with his insides eaten out. Now, is they eaten out, or is it just like he's opened up? I assume that they were eaten. Okay. Because there's like paw prints and stuff, or like handprints. Oh, I see it on the cabinets also. now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I assumed something opened them up and ate it. Okay. What that something is, I don't know. I mean, it could be the raccoon, I guess. 
right? Yeah. Or, yeah, I think there's more to not punk mumbo than meets the eye, too. <laughs> I love that. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think she's just an assassin. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, very possible. And she's not all there because she's singing the end of the world as we know it. You know what I'm saying? Who sings that song? Sure. Well, I mean, crazy people. <laughs> well, I mean, she, yeah. she, she was hired by, like, a cult, right? Well, yeah. Maybe a cult. So she might be part of the cult as well. That's right. Mm. Mm. Good fascist. Stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, fascist. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, there's that one panel that... Um, where Heather gets to, or when she gets done beating them up, mm-hmm. and part of her face is all red, and then the other half is normal, mm-hmm. and she, and she's laughing, and she says, awesome, because she just <laughs> totally beat the shit out of him, but, <laughs> like, that art right there is, it's pretty cool, because it's, like, the two sides, the good and the evil part. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. So. Yeah, I like it. Donnie plays a lot with the uh, the dichotomies here, right? The the good yeah. versus evil. Yeah. Um, and maybe the good guys aren't so good, and the bad guys aren't necessarily bad. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of the picture that I'm I'm seeing painted. So. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Really really fun book. This is not my favorite favorite book being out right now. Uh, I know it, it's Jack's number one. Whoever Jack is. Uh huh. But uh, it's up there for me. I I really dig uh really dig reading this. Yeah, I agree. Really, really dig it. Let's rate it up. I'll go first this one. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, punch out a four out of five. Really? Yep, totally dig it. See, yeah, I'm going to give it a solid four, too. There's a couple of, I don't know. It's a good overall issue, Mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff happens, so we're just not sitting on our hands type thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it has that tune in next week yes. ending. Yep. I want more purple raccoon. Or, <laughs> and like you said, Donnie's probably one of my favorite writers at the moment, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a four as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could technically give this higher. But yeah. uh, but like you said, I want I know there's going to be big stuff coming in this book, mm-hmm. and I don't want to uh, as they as the kids say, blow my load on a rating uh, when That's I know right. there's going to be some crazy stuff happening. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yep. Love baby teeth. Love baby teeth. Good good stuff. Uh, do we know what is coming out next week? Because I did not look. I do not. All right. So next week. There's three books. We've got Animosity number nine. Uh, we've got uh, The Normals number four. And Jimmy's Bastards number three. So action-packed week next week. And then I think the week after is Pestilence. Uh, just in time for my birthday. That's right. So everybody get me a present. September 4th. Don't forget it. Put it on your calendar. <laughs> and we're done. This podcast is over. It's over. You've been listening to the Aftershock Central Podcast. He's at Rumbar316. I'm at Geekvine. Uh, if Jack ever shows up, you can go find him on Twitter. He's at Jack Sutherland. Uh, go tell him he's, uh, he's a bad, bad man for not showing up. You can email us, aftershockpod at gmail.com, I believe. 
Yes. Check out facebook.com slash groups slash Aftershock Comic Fans uh, for more Aftershock discussion. And uh, that's it. We're done. We'll see you next week. Have We're out. One.